0: Welcome, everyone, to today's Daily Directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Hello, friends. It is a short and sweet message today. We're going to look at one single verse. This is James chapter 2, verse 13. It says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, I've sat with this scripture for quite a few weeks, holding it out to the Lord and asking Him, Do I live like I believe this? And the hard truth is the answer had to be no. I actually live as though I must prove myself perfect towards the voices that I know will judge me, and that includes my own. I worry about what people think of me, how they perceive what I'm doing, and how I may or may not be misunderstood. Judgment is a very normal part of our lives, and it is a piece of this thing I struggle with That we've talked about before in terms of perfection and achievement. I want to do things right and I want to do them well. Instead of giving myself a lot of mercy and a lot of grace, a lot of room, I really do tend to default toward a position of judgment. I interpret everything through the lens of judgment, if I'm really honest. So then the Lord and I continued in conversation And he asked, well, what if you didn't? Friends, what if we didn't? What if we sit with this scripture and we take it as the truth that it is? Mercy triumphs over judgment. What would happen if we lived like that? Well, I sat with a woman the other day who was deeply entrenched in a lifestyle that the church does not condone. I ended up with her in her living room through my work as a hospice chaplain, I sat with her and I listened. I offered condolences and empathy. I helped and assisted where I could, and I prayed. This woman opened to the idea of sitting with a pastor. She opened to that idea as something that was helpful and non-threatening. I watched. I experienced God doing something, moving somehow. Through my lack of judgment. My lack of judgment allowed her to back down on hers. Her assumption had been, I don't need a pastor. How is that helpful? But somehow, me coming and being and listening without judgment opened something new and beautiful to her. And this whole process left me breathless with wonder. I drove away. And as I did, I asked the Lord, what's so different about our ability to sit with others in the midst of their choices, in the midst of their sin and their failure and their struggles? As in, why are we comfortable and possibly complacent about certain sins and yet not with others? Why do we treat things like overeating or slothfulness as nothing and something like homosexuality as everything? Why do we ignore the fact that Revelation 21, four clumps together this whole list of people? It clumps together the cowardly and the faithless, or that's unbelieving, right alongside murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idolaters, and liars. This whole group is a group that will face the second death, Revelation says. Cowards, cowards, those who show fear and timidity, idolaters, Those who give extreme devotion to something other than God. Liars. Those who fail to tell the truth. I don't want to scare any of us, but let's be honest. Sometimes I am those things. So this is not a message that is pressing wickedness on anyone or or pressing into despair. But I do have a very real question about how we approach people, especially people who are outside of the church. In regard to who is deemed worthy and whom we may or may not associate with because they're blatantly immersed in sin. Who are you to judge? Who am I to judge? It sure seems to me and sounds like James is asking the same question in a statement form. (laughs) Mercy triumphs over judgment. A friend called a few months ago and asked about specifically the baptism of a homosexual. Well, would you baptize a heroin addict? And how would you feel about doing that? I think we'd baptize, right? Even if the addiction didn't suddenly or miraculously go away overnight, even if there was a relapse, I think we'd still want to help that individual with their choice to choose Jesus and to work to give him full leadership of their life, even though there was something else continuing to pull at them and wanting to pull them down. This passage in James reminds us that we must lay down our judgment and pick up mercy because that is what Jesus did before he gave up his spirit. Jesus asked the father, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In James chapter two, James is talking about our inability to follow all parts of the law. We are transgressors of the law. Once we break any one piece or part of it, but instead of living under that law, We are judged under the law of liberty, he says. Christians are truly to be different because of Jesus. Mercy reigns. So for myself, taking this verse to heart today looks like shoving my failures back to the feet of Jesus and watching him cover them in me with his blood, with his love, with his righteousness. It looks like choosing grace and knowing that I stand forgiven. I stand clothed in Christ. I stand covered with his mercy. I know my heart must beg for mercy time and time again. So I'm asking, friends, that we may become the kind of people who extend that same mercy generously to those around us. So may God's word in you rise often today. May you hear it. May it resound with you. May the Lord asks you questions about it. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I'm excited to see the ways that God blesses us as we follow him faithfully into living this out. And if you do have examples or stories of this, I would love to hear about them.